Hi, I'm Meredith. And I'm Katie. And you're listening to I'm Not Scared, You're Scared. A horror movie podcast. If you are a fan of the show, please like and follow us on iTunes and Spotify and review us. It'll help spread the word. Also, you can follow us on Instagram at I'm Not Scared, You're Scared or email us at I'm Not Scared, You're Scared at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. We're here this afternoon to talk about... It's not evening. It's afternoon time. You just interrupted yourself to correct you. She's so precise. I just like to be transparent because I'm not a podcast full of lies. Right. You okay. don't want to mislead the people. And I mean, it is it is daylight savings today. So oh, crap. evening, right. daytime, who knows anymore? I don't even know. But we're here to talk about Barbarian. And we have a special guest the calling specialist. in from... The middle place. Where, where in the middle, middle place? place. <laughs> the middle place. From Minneapolis. Uh, uh, my name's Luke. Hi. I'm squeaking because my uh, uh, voice is gone, and then we have terrible colds in this house. So don't come here. Everyone's yeah. got. I think some, it cut out terrible it, RSV. Yeah, I think it cut out like right where you said where you're calling from. Mid- really? Yeah, it's yeah. like stop for a second oh like i lost uh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah okay. i'm coming from minneapolis yeah. minneapolis either that or our, our california technology is intentionally trying to erase any mention of another portion of the country they're like cheaper yeah. living false you can't go there <laughs> <laughs> we can't let people hear about this there's weather there you're afraid californians <laughs> you can't go there all right so before we get started i kind of also really wanted to quickly say why uh, I kind of insisted we did this movie <laughs> because Luke kept messaging me. We play video games together. That's how we, we met. We were a bunch of nerds. And he was like, have you seen Barbarian? And I was like, what is that? Like, it completely flew under my radar. And then it came on streaming and I, I watched it and I, I thought it was fantastic. So I was really excited for Katie to see it and so we could talk about it. I was like, oh yeah. my God, this is so good. Yeah, you were Im- impatient for me to get around to watching it. <laughs> Messaging being like, have you watched it yet? Have you watched it? Hey, hey, have you watched it? Like question mark. Like I don't even have to say anything. You know what I was talking And then about. when I finally did and I messaged you that it was like fucking insane and you were like, what is? <laughs> <laughs> Are you being coy? Like, <laughs> no, I really didn't know what you were talking about. I was like, what's insane? The weather? And I was like, looking out the <laughs> like, it's really actually fairly mild out there. <laughs> okay, let's start with, uh, as we usually do, uh, what's new with you? What's new with you, Katie? Um, what's new with me? I mean, school is what we always say, ironically, and it's never new. Um, it's, it's, new, it's new to us. It's well, it's almost it's new every day in its own special way. But this week was a little bit. Um, it was a little rough, I think, with Halloween being on a Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that some schools or some districts give kids November first off. Um, we do we not. We should too. Uh, we had a half day on Monday, so you know nobody was going to try to instruct anything. But then it's like then you're just housing children for four hours yeah. on Halloween yep. with no not actually trying to achieve any goals. And then for that to be the first day of the week, and then have to go back and do four more actual school days after that what felt like punishment mm-hmm. more so than the job usually does uh but we got through that's rough yeah. i mean yeah tuesday was rough i was not a f- i mean i love 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 halloween oh yeah but then i was like the next day i was already depressed because mm-hmm. halloween was over and then all the kids packed candy in their lunches, lunches and yeah. i was like no no candy for you you can't eat that like, but you're i mean, not eating pixie sticks you're four you can't have that for a snack they're looking at you their eyes morning. are all dilated they're like what do you mean they're like just give me that stuff just give it to me but the weekend before was incredible we had because yes. we had book club on friday night in costume and then saturday night we had a, a return of a great party that some of our friends used to throw every year oh, before yeah. covid this was the first time it was back for that so more costumes mm-hmm. and then sunday we went out to Fremont for the fear fact. What is it? Fear overload. Fear house. Place. Sca- scare place. Scare maze. House. Scare. Oh, I cannot do those. <laughs> I don't know what they're called. Yeah, it's like yeah, oh, it's called haunted fear, house. Fear yeah, overload scream park, and they like yeah. pop up in all of these abandoned malls that we have laying around now. Mm-hmm. Um, Gentrification, and- everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Making the best of a bad situation. <laughs> yeah. 
But we'd been to this is the third time we'd gone to this one. And the first time it was it was really, really great. And then the second time we went like at the beginning of October, like the first weekend it was open. So, yeah, it was and it was weak. And so then this year we made sure to wait until the end. But it still wasn't as good as the first time. It didn't we'd have gone. that spicy flavor of fear that we went for the first time. And yeah, it's too bad. But I don't know. We'll have to see how we feel next year. We probably won't go. Honestly, or look for something else that has like better reviews, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Well, so, um, Luke, what's new with you? Well, uh, I mean, we've got the plague at our house, Bug so buggers, everything's been awful. Cops. Like, it would have been nice to have a large inbred woman smash my head against the wall. Maybe preferable. That's some foreshadowing. Uh, <laughs> oh, by the way, but, I forgot. Hold on. Before oh, we move on. Speaking of interrupting. And I, sorry. <clears throat> I have to really, really make it clear to anyone listening who's never listened to this podcast. We are going to spoil, spoil the, the shit, shit out, out of this, this movie. movie. And so, yeah, because normally sorry, lots of times say. our movies are so old that we're not really that worried about. It's like, it came out 30 years ago. We don't need to like open the episode with a spoiler yeah. alert warning. But yeah, this, this is, is a very spoilery movie too. Yeah. like yeah. it will be spoiled if you listen. So it's so new. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I thought, I was like, oh, crap, I really need, and sorry, I interrupted you, but you Before made me remember. Before anyone says anything else. You made me remember. I have to say that or else people might be pissed mm -hmm. not knowing. So, okay, continue. Head smashing, preferable to the Yeah, so, yeah, we've got, we've got a, a three-year-old and a, and a three-month-old, so mm -hmm. like everybody being miserable at the same time. Yeah. yeah, everybody being miserable at the same time is not great. So no. um, we've been sleeping a lot and drinking a lot of hot tea and uh calming a lot of tantrums so that's that's pretty much all that's new in me we've been there both of us have katie and i both have kids about how how what's the age difference between years? 22 months yeah me too 22 months for me too yeah so we've been there you'll, you'll get through oh, it yeah. but it's definitely rough and i'm sorry that sucks oh yeah when they're, when they're we'll, we'll make it through time. yeah yeah when they're yeah. sick it sucks at the same time oh yeah. And then you're like sick yourself and you're like, well, I guess I'll be sick in a few weeks when there's time for me to be sick. Yeah. Yeah. I reschedule my illness for when it's convenient. <laughs> everyone everyone does get a turn for sure. I know. Right. Ugh, that sucks. Well, I hope you guys get better soon. What's new with you, Meredith? <clears throat> oh, well, speaking of sick, I caught the plague or cold, a nasty cold virus from my son. He went to sleepaway camp, outdoor ed. Um, I think I mentioned it before, like, they go for a week. When you're in fifth grade, they go to, like, um, outdoor education, and it's sleepaway camp. And they get to learn about nature. They learn a catchy song about scat. Mm, and mm -hmm. um, they kiss banana slugs. And, and he came back with some sort of crud and gave it to me. So I was out. Of, so he got the banana slug COVID? He got that. Yeah. <laughs> that sweet, sweet banana slug germs. <laughs> I know. So I just stayed home, but then I watched a lot of horror movies and scary shows. Um, the healing elixir. <laughs> I know. I was like, Victor was like, you're watching this while you're sick? I was like, don't question my methods. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, you prepared, Katie, the synopsis. You bet I did. Um, yeah, and I, uh, I actually really, really get excited when I get to go into a movie with zero foreknowledge about what it's about. Um you know, and so basically I had uh, seen the image on the streaming service and avoided reading the synopsis or the little paragraph underneath it and just jumped right in. Um, so I didn't know who it was in it, what it was about. Um, and it was it was a crazy ride. So uh, basically what I, the note that I put at the top when I was about halfway through is I was like, I felt like it reminded me of Mandy. Uh-huh. But like a midpoint between Mandy and a Jordan Peele movie. Like it was a little yeah. more rational and organized in its storytelling than mm -hmm. Mandy was. Yeah. But it was insane like that. I freaking love Mandy. Yeah. Me too. It's so weird. But I also had like snippets of like Don't Breathe also. A little I bit. Felt, yeah. Because yeah. of just like the location, I think. Yeah. Um, okay, so here's my synopsis of Barbarian that came Full out this spoilers. year in t 2022. <laughs> um, so Tess is basically our mainest main character, and she arrives at a VRBO. She finds no key in the lockbox and gets no answer from the property manager, but she sees a light inside, so she buzzes the door. And uh, our next super important character, Keith, played by... 
Bill Skarsgård. Bill Skarsgård. So, I mean, he's so handsome, and you forget when you just think about him as Pennywise. And then even in Castle Rock, like, you know, he As looked a little, he looked a little messed up. But when you mm-hmm. just see him, like, everyday Bill, like, he's a good looking guy. With his big, creepy eyes. Big, big. Well, yeah, there's, not creepy there's still, normal. No, yeah, but there's still something menacing, too. I don't mm-hmm. know. I think, we, I think we've been conditioned he is, he's to hot. see him that way. He's hot. We've been conditioned, Luke, to think he's scary. Yeah, yeah. that could be. It could be. <laughs> Um, so anyway, Keith uh, sleepily answers the door. Uh, they discover that the problem is they've both rented the house for the night. Um, she goes inside uh, and they, you know, they kind of were talking it out. And she decides she says she's going to leave and try and find another place to stay. But he encourages her to stay at the house while she figures it out, um, you know, not to just leave and go in search of a place to stay. Um, and then they realize there's a convention in town. All the hotels are full. And so he actually convinces her to stay. Um Overnight, and uh, he gets all chivalrous about giving her the bedroom, and you're like, okay, because okay. at this point, like, I, you know, with no preconceived notions whatsoever, I'm like, I don't know if he's the bad guy, I don't know if he's a good mm-hmm. guy, like, oh, I feel like, yeah, it's a hundred percent, like, yeah. And this this is like a very loaded situation, and they even talk about it, like, if it had been um, a man showing up and a woman, like, she wouldn't have even opened the door, and then the mm-hmm. idea of it being a woman, like, if she had arrived and she was a man, the question of staying wouldn't even have been a question, but the the gender dynamics, like, you know, give a whole other level to, to the situation. Yeah, how you're, like, cautious as a woman versus yeah. being a, a man in a situation. Right. Um, I thought her performance there, too, was, like, so anxiety-provoking. <laughs> I was already anxious, like, from the bat. Just, like, how she's looking around and, like, trying to play nice, but also, yeah. like, trying to keep herself safe. You're like, Ooh. Yeah, she's, like, yes. balancing her better judgment against mm-hmm. her situation, against, you know, her gut feeling. And, yeah. yeah. And she, he, like, offers her things, and she's like, I'm good. I'm yeah, good. No, no, but, like, polite, but, like, super, like, yeah. I have a wall up for yeah. a good reason. Cause well, yeah, because she's, <laughs> she's got, like, two bad options, basically you know, to stay or to go, like, neither one is, like, really safe or great. Mm-hmm. Um, but she decides to stay. Uh, they're washing the sheets because she, you know, wants clean sheets. And while they're in the laundry, they uh, share a bottle of wine. They discover they have this obscure professional connection. They're soon hitting it off. They end up having a charming time together until the bed is remade. And then they say goodnight with just a hint of romantic tension. She's like, well, okay, okay. But, you know, he, he leaves her in the bedroom and closes the door. Um, and she goes to bed. So, but suddenly she's startled awake and the door to her bedroom is open. She can see through the open door that Keith's asleep on the sofa, but he's seemingly plagued by a nightmare. And so she goes to check on him and over her shoulder, um, we see down the hall behind her, a door swing open or closed. You, I couldn't really tell. You see a movement for sure. That's yeah. neither of and them. And you're like, what the fuck? Um, I'm so sure it's normal. Everything's fine. Yeah. It's just, um, you know, it's a draft. It's hard those drafts and cats that appear out of nowhere. (laughs) Cats you didn't sign up for. Um, After she wakes Keith up, he denies opening her bedroom door, so she goes back to bed, and this time she locks the door behind her. Then suddenly it's morning. uh, She's late for the interview that she's in town for. Keith is gone, but he left this kind of cute little note wishing her luck and saying that he'll see her that evening. Um, outside, she you know she gets in her car. She's heading to the interview, and she's seeing the neighborhood in the daylight for the first time, and she realizes it's really, really run down. Like it's a really bad area. Um, and not even, a single uh, livable house. No. To and see. and, and then the this house. one perfect house. In the middle and the house. They VRBO yeah. is the only one in good shape. <clears throat> Um, And then even the woman that she goes and has her interview with when she hears where Tess is staying, she was like, you shouldn't be there. She's like, what? No, you can't stay there. And you're like, that's like, how many red flags do you need, lady? Right. Uh, (laughs) But she goes back. um, And when she returns to the house, suddenly there's this wild man running down the street uh, toward her screaming. And she just barely gets inside the house and away from him. Um, so she's obviously terrified. She packs her things. She calls the cops, but they don't have any units to send. And the man is gone anyway. Um, so she's like, you know, okay. So she's just sticking it out. Um, she realizes the bathroom's out of toilet paper. Naturally. She hunts through the house for some, and she ends up checking out the door in, on, in the hall that we had seen swinging behind her last night and finds it leads to a basement. So she spies toilet paper, heads down, grabs a roll. But as she heads back upstairs, the door swings shut and she finds it locked. And she also realizes that her phone is upstairs, so she cannot call for help. And the house key is in her pocket. So there's no way for Keith to get in when he does get back. So she's searching the basement for means of an exit, and she finds this rope extending from a hole in the concrete wall, as one does. You don't have that? I, I don't. <laughs> you don't have... I don't. Lip, do you have a basement? 
I'm in the basement. And that was, yeah. See, California now, we don't have basements. No, and when we do, I feel like they don't have like concrete walls like that. I don't think so. I don't know. We're, we're just my, I, my house is pretty old. How old? And and it has forties uh, or something, Ooh. but it's got, it's got some pretty barbarian vibes in the, in the laundry room over here. Was, yeah. And do you access yeah. it using a rope? And a pulley contraption. That's, yeah, that's next. That's the next house project. Yeah, okay. On the list. Things to add to that. After granite countertops. <laughs> Your honeydew in the wall. <laughs> rope, rope door. So um, naturally, Tess pulls the rope um, and it opens a hidden door in the wall. Uh, I said she nopes it and does not go in. It's just like a I'm long, first. dark passageway. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, And there's no, no light. It, it was a literal nope, too, yeah. wasn't uh, it? Nope. She, no. Yeah, she actually said nope out loud. She was nope. <laughs> um, but she's also trapped in this basement. And so the idea that there might potentially be a way back into the house or out of the house through this tunnel is what's like kind of, you know, on her mind. And so she figures out a way to use a mirror to reflect some light inside the tunnel. And she sees this bare hall with like trusses at the ceiling and she sees another doorknob down at the end so it's like okay i mean maybe maybe it's another stairway maybe it's a way out so she goes to check it out uh she finds a room that has a light switch and a bed and a camera on a tripod and a bucket and a bloody handprint on the wall and the mattress (laughs) looks like it's soiled Seen better days. Soiled. Yeah, it is definitely a sidewalk mattress. <laughs> uh, worse. There's, def- there's definitely blood, blood. blood on the mattress. Yeah, it, yeah. Looks gnarly. it looks like yeah. gnarly. Yeah. Yeah, very scary. Yeah. You're not sure if it's a Saw movie at this point. Yeah. Right, exactly. That, but it's I, all... I had feeling like that too. Saw. I'm like, ooh, gosh. But it's like you ordered it from a kit. Like, metal bed frame, check. Dirty mattress, check. <laughs> Camera on tripod, check. Yeah, the, okay. from like <laughs> the murder Amazon or exactly, something. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, so How to be a creep and, fi- and two simple steps. <laughs> yeah, so she has her second nope. Uh, she rushes out just as Keith gets back to the house. Yeah. She's able to get him the key out through the basement window. And, um, you know, she he lets her up. She frantically tells him about the room, that they need to leave. But, of course, he wants to see for himself. And he asks her to wait for him in case he gets locked into. Yeah, well, she's like, there's a bed and a camera and then a bucket. We need to get out of here. And he's, he's like, like, so? A bucket? Well, like, he's like, and he's a basement, so. Basement are full of weird stuff. Like, Yeah, he didn't really quite. And he really wanted her to stay. And that's when you kind of, like, are like, what's, uh, yeah. you know. Because you already don't know if you're supposed to be what's suspicious of him mm-hmm. or not. Yeah. And so yeah. this is a moment where you're like, oh, you know, he knows about it. He's going to go. Ugh. OK, um, so he does go downstairs um, and she's waiting, 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 calling to him down the stairs. Um, after a few minutes, he stops answering her calls. And so, of course, she props open the door with a chair. She goes looking. Uh, Keith is nowhere to be found. Um, does she have her phone, right, as a yeah. flashlight? Yeah, she yeah, has okay. her phone this time. Um, and then she finds yet another door uh, that she hadn't seen before that is next to the door into the saw room. And this door reveals these like rugged steps down a black tunnel and she hears Keith's faint cries for help so she follows the steps down Um, she passes this old timey elevator gate type thing and past these huge wire cages finally encounters Keith who's like scrabbling along the ground he says somebody bit him but he refuses to go back with her toward the basement saying that they need to go the other way and then suddenly this creature appears behind him just shrieking bashes his head against the wall until he's dead and like roars in Tess's face and then the scene cuts and we have to mention that what this creature looks like. It reminded me of The Descent. Did you ever see yes. The Descent? Mm-hmm. Um, did you see it, Luke? The, dis- the Descent? Yeah, before? yeah. it's been a while, but I have seen so it. It's, it's like, like a giant lady golem. Yes. Yeah. It's like yeah. boobies, Fully nude. Long, long hair, and like a really crazy looking face, just yeah. like snarling. And but then... not like, a, not really a supernatural face, but like mm-hmm. messed up in, yeah. in yeah. some ways. And then superhuman. Hills has, have eyes. Yeah, 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 hills have eyes. Yeah, yeah so yeah, like yeah. maybe radiation poisoning or something <laughs> like. Yeah, so it's not like the face doesn't indicate like oh maybe this is an alien being or a demon being. It's like it's a humanish being, but it's messed up. There's something crazy. Yeah, and then beautiful beach. Yeah, so then it <laughs> cuts to black ocean. and suddenly there is cheery upbeat music, the blue ocean alongside the coast highway, and we meet our next uh, main character, AJ played by Justin Long, uh, singing along with music in his convertible. He's in a great mood. Singing at Donovan. Hell yeah. 
um, until a call from his production team informing him of a rape allegation against him by an actress, and he's being removed from the series he was attached to. Uh, next scene, he's dropped by his financial advisor after being told he should sell his L.A. house instead of his, quote-unquote, Michigan properties. So he is, of course, the owner of this VRBO that Keith and Tess were staying in. And he's soon arriving at the house, outside of which Tess's car is still parked. And he is further puzzled to find Tess and Keith's belongings still in the house. But when he calls the property manager, she has no answers. This property manager is the most useless character in the mm-hmm. in any film She's ever. She's fucked up all the time. She's like <laughs> double booked. He's like, are these people here still here? And he, she's like... Have a nice day. Click. <laughs> and, then, and he's like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. <laughs> what am I paying you for? Um, Nothing, apparently. These key people suck. <laughs> yeah. So it's the next day. Um, oh, wait. But she mentions no one's been there for two weeks. Yes. So, so yeah, now we know thing. the time frame. So, yeah. Um, so AJ's kind of still trying to figure things out the next morning, um, looking around the house uh, for answers. And he hears a slam coming from the basement. So he goes all toxic masculinity, um, yelling down the stairs and heading down with a knife and a flashlight. Like, I'm going to kick your ass, whoever you are. Um, So he also finds the rope uh, sticking out of the wall. He opens the wall, finds the camera room and starts Googling if it counts toward listable square footage. As a (laughs) true Californian. (laughs) And you find a torture room when you're like, you know Mm. what? Property. What is this? 10 by 12? Oh, my gosh. If he was really from Michigan, he'd know that it does not count because it's unfinished basement. So, yeah. Even a torture room doesn't count. We all know this, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So he's down there measuring the space. He stumbles on the stairs down, begins measuring those two, continuing through the tunnels until he spots a light um, coming out of a clanky metal metal tape tape measure. measure. It's really funny. Um, So there's a a light uh, radiating from a room that we hadn't um, seen before when we were down down these stairs in the past. So uh, he finds a room that's got a TV that's playing a breastfeed video uh and then all of a sudden the tape measure is ripped from his hand down the tunnel and so he panics and he's running um until his failing flashlight beam he sees the same creature um that we saw earlier attack keith um but in aj's flight he falls into a hole that quickly has a metal grate slammed closed over the top of it and in the hole with him is tess who is still alive yeah and she's like Zip the lip, bitch. You better shut up. Get your shit together. He's like, oh, help. But she's like, shut up, shut up. You're going to make her mad. Um, So now we have another jump um, in, uh, not in location, but in time. Um, We're to an exterior shot of the same neighborhood, uh, but it's in spanking new condition. A man who we learn later is Frank um, exits the house that is now our VRBO. He climbs into his car and the radio cues us in that this seems like it's back in the 80s. Mm -hmm. Um, Reagan, Reagan Reaganomics. Yeah, Reagan era. Abounds. Um, So he's at the store. He's shopping to prepare, as he tells the clerk, for a home birth, buying, among other things, um, like a baby, like a VHS, how to take care of your baby something video. Um, But then after he loads up his car, we see him suspiciously following a strange young woman home in her car. So you're like. Okay. Mm. Um, so after she goes into her home, he puts on coveralls, claims to be DWP to gain entry. His and- name says Carlos, like on his name, <laughs> little name tag. Yeah. You're like, you're not Carlos, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, you know, I, I just need to check your water, whatever. And she's like, okay, th- thanks. Um, it's and 1983. I trust you. I trust Come you. You have your name on your coveralls. <laughs> um, and so he's in her bathroom and he unlatches the bathroom window on the inside, which you're like, oh, that's kind of a suspicious choice to make. Ay, ay, ay. So no. he returns home uh, and carries the supplies to his own basement. Um, when he opens the basement door, we hear screams coming up from down below. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thankful that that's where that scene cuts. Oh, me <laughs> yeah, too. like it's just like a good amount of restraint and like perfect amount of creepy, but like yeah, uh, we didn't need to go down that well, road. Yeah, it, it relies so much on your own deductive reasoning because mm-hmm. you're like, okay, well, he was just stalking this one woman, but mm-hmm. he said he was preparing for a home birth, and then there's someone there already screaming. So then your mind can just run with that of like, yeah. how many has there been? How Hundreds. many are there? Yeah. Are they all pregnant? What is happening? Yeah. <laughs> Plus the neighbor's like, hey, hey, Frank, 
Bad bad news, buddy. He's like, I'm leaving. And Frank's like, I don't give a shit. I'm staying here forever. (laughs) Why didn't the neighbor think it was weird that Frank was wearing coveralls that said Carlos? He can't read. (laughs) (laughs) It's 1983. He used to be able to have a high paying CEO job even without being able to read. So, um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> On that note, we yeah. jump back to current day. Yep. Um, we're back with Tess and AJ in the hole. Um, and the creature reaches down through the grate and starts feeding Tess from this giant baby bottle. The hairy, hairy uh, baby bottle. Ba-ba-ba, <laughs> yeah. she says. Ba-ba-ba, yeah. yeah. Um, and the creature also is cuddling Tess, um, and she, Tess is telling AJ, like, trying to get him to play along, basically, but he's freaking the fuck out. And he, he, He's he's like, got... be your baby. You gotta be your baby. <laughs> if you don't be your baby, you're gonna die. <laughs> Um, Literally. Yeah. Yeah, truly. Because then the creature um, pulls AJ into another room. um, And when the creature does that, I mean, I could start. Eventually, they start calling the creature like mom. The mother. The mother. Mother, Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I don't know if I could make that switch at this point. Just call her the mother from now on. The mother. Yeah. So while the mother has AJ in another room, she leaves the the grate open from the top of the hole and Tess escapes from the hole while mother is attempting to breastfeed AJ. Mm -hmm. Which then when I after I finished watching this movie and I came out and told my husband that I I just saw a movie where a monster was trying to breastfeed Justin Long he's like I don't know if I can continue in this relationship that's what I knew it was like the best movie I'd seen this year yeah I was like this is amazing I also love that he's being violated yeah because not that I love it but he's he's, right he's the worst it's appropriate for this situation yeah and I love it I'm just saying it's like for anyone that to happen to it's, it's, fine. An, it's fine for me. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting dichotomy. Exactly. With his, yeah, yeah. Deal. Well, yeah. and like one of the beauties of, of Justin Long is like he his ability. And we saw um, what was the um, in um, Drag Me to Hell. Yes. Like his ability. He's so comedic. He's so funny. But yeah. he, his comedy is very dry. Mm-hmm. And so it really works well in a non-comedy setting for him mm-hmm. to introduce those small humorous elements that we always talk about are good tension breakers mm-hmm. without throwing off the vibe of the movie. But right. this scene in particular, like it was not fun. Like there, it wasn't no. like, and, and it could have been like the whole, like him squirming and his facial expressions and everything while she's trying to shove her teeth in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it was in a gross way, but not in a like it was yeah. not the vibe no, at all. You're just, I was just, yeah. I was just gritting my teeth, going, Ooh. yeah, yeah. It was yeah. just, it was uncomfortable, and and you yeah. didn't, like there wasn't that was not one of his humorous moments in the movie. No, but I think no, also it was mixed no. in with um her, with Tess escaping at the same time. So yeah. I think we we're all we're super anxious. That's true. So it's tense. And we're all yeah. anxious. And one this. one thing I th- I don't think we mentioned, um, which could have been more obvious to you guys, but like I, I feel like they tried to play early that Justin Long, like, you know, he vehemently denied that he had anything to do with um, with the sexual assault that happened that he was being accused of. Um, until then, his conversation with his friend Until his in the conversation bar. with his friend, yeah. And he, and he pretty much said, like said as much with while while trying to couch it in other language, mm-hmm. but um, I, I just thought that was interesting because I thought I thought his performance was good enough that I was like I don't know maybe maybe we don't know what's going on and then just slowly you're like oh this guy's such a turd yeah, <laughs> he does a great job yeah through, through that process and plus I would just- say. Justin Long is so like disarming and likable in so mm-hmm. many ways. Right. Like I loved him in Jeepers Creepers. Yeah. Like you're rooting for him. Did you see Jeepers Creepers, Luke? Did you? Ever oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I loved him in Live Free or Die Hard. Yes, me too. <laughs> I love it. And and you want you always are rooting for him typically. And so it's like you find yourself naturally kind of wanting him to be a good guy. And he's, yeah. And it's crazy that he's took this role and yeah. It was, it was well, great, and but. they really like executed that well like you it you were almost able to see that that perspective where and because you know this is this is reality that like the the mindset of a man who has done something like that and is justifying it to himself justifying it to others like luke was saying like the language he was using the way he was describing it where it's like you're describing a rape but he's he has it you know, warped in his head that he didn't do anything wrong. But then, mm-hmm. you know, on a, like a deeper level, he knows he did something wrong and he yeah. just doesn't want to admit it. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a lot of complexity in that very small portion of his character that yeah. is just super, super interesting, even though it's largely irrelevant to the plot. 
True. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's and it's way it's way more human than I think a lot of that stuff gets to be in in media. And I think sometimes for good reasons. Like you just want it to be black and white. Like obviously yeah. sexual assault is wrong, but like you don't want to actually listen to have their the, their explanation or their story, their no. side of it. You don't want to hear that. But hearing it is is kind of enlightening in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. And, also, and and you played it so well that yeah, it, it, right. it was entertaining too. Yeah. And then he like drunkenly calls like yeah. Katie kind of missed that little bit where he goes to the bar. He's, Ooh, like, yeah. he's like, tell me about it. You know, his friend's like, tell me straight. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, she took some convincing. Okay. <laughs> it was fine though. She was into like, it. Did she say no? Well, at first. Yeah. And then it was, she was, <laughs> she was great. But then later he's like apologizing, drunkenly calling her. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm like, yeah, really sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really sorry. And you know, you're like, is this a chance for this character re- to redeem himself in any kind of way yeah. in this situation? Yeah, so. we'll see. Yeah, we'll but see. this all this all sets us seen. up to be like, you know, all of us to be really satisfied to see him having his mouth assaulted by my <laughs> mother's a big old hairy nipple. Okay, yeah. continue. Yeah, so that's where we are. Yeah, that is where we are. <laughs> Um, so Tess makes a run for it while AJ is otherwise occupied um, mm-hmm. and she barely climbs out of the basement window before mother gets there behind her um, but she does get away and all of a sudden she's being helped by the man who was chasing her at the beginning and he's like trying to get her out of it and so now you realize like oh he was trying to keep her from going into that house mm-hmm. at the beginning because he knew that there was something <laughs> wrong there yeah he had some questionable methods at first though yeah we make our assumptions little girl, little girl don't go there. Don't go to the house. She's like, get away from me. Um, so he, this man, you know, he's a, a an unhomed individual, mm-hmm. um, urges her to leave, uh, but she doesn't want to abandon AJ. Like she has, I mean, she's, I guess, just that good of a person and she doesn't know he's a piece of shit. So um, <laughs> she's not going to leave him behind. You know, yeah. she's very Marine Corps like that. Um, and so uh, the uh, guy tells her um, about mother. She ain't even the worst thing in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he tells Tess that uh, she, mother comes out at dark. And so he's like, you yeah. need, you do whatever you want to do, but you you need to be gone by dark. Yeah. Um, so there's like nowhere for her to run, really. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, then, her car keys are inside the house. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, she she's can't. She's locked out of now. The front is locked, I think. Yeah. And she, the only way back in would be to back go back through that basement go back window. No, okay, no, no. Um, so back down below, AJ is trying to find a way out of the tunnels because when Mother took off after Tess, like he was, you know, left um, alone to try and escape. He's following power cables. Um, Mother appears, but then suddenly she's slowly backing away instead of coming after him. Like slinks off, but into yeah, the black, yeah. black of the tunnel. Um, right before AJ goes through yet another door. So we're like, oh, so. She's, there's something there's something in this room that even she you know doesn't doesn't want to get near. Mm-hmm. Um, so AJ finds this lived-in room, and in the bed is an aged man who is actually Frank. Um, outside, Tess actually manages to find some cops, uh, but they won't take her seriously. They take her back to the house, but they're like knocking and nobody answers, and they're like, and so they leave her there, like they're mm-hmm. fucking unhelpful. They don't believe her. They think she's a crackhead. They, she's a woman of yeah, color. She looks like and, a crackhead, to yeah. be honest, because yeah. she's, she's been, been in, in a hole basement for two, two, yeah. two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> and that's not. And she's probably stinky. Yeah. yeah, and that's not. That's not like a completely unfounded thing that would ha- I mean unrealistic mm-hmm. I meant to say thing because that's happened to plenty of people who've yeah. been abducted or harmed or whatever who escape and people who are in charge mm-hmm. or like whatever like th- yeah. they think they're full of it or and it's interesting whatever. that yeah. um, like you do mention and I don't think I had never mentioned that Tess is a woman she's an African American woman and um, but they made the cop that won't help her African American as well yeah, and they, so it's it's like you know it it was more about that police population dynamic maybe mm-hmm. than than the race dynamic, but who knows? Some um, Detroit police stuff too, where they're just they're like obviously got bigger fish to fry all the time, and there's like not enough of them. Yeah, you know? I care about no creature. Yeah, Chase, there's yeah. a lot. Of, there's a lot of Detroit politics in this movie, kind of like under the surface. But yeah, there's, yeah, there's gentrification. There's mm-hmm. all sorts of things, and. Um, yeah, and yeah, when um, when they eventually do leave her again, it's because they get a call of shots fired in like some other location yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, so uh, they leave her at the house, um, and so she breaks back into the house so she can get her car keys. Um, back down below in the room with Frank, um, AJ finds numerous homemade VHS tapes. 
Um, and the one that's actually in the TV at that moment, we fortunately do not have to see. Um, but we hear the audio as Mm -hmm. AJ is watching it and it's clearly like Frank, like beating a woman uh, in some, like you, you don't know the extent. Well, they all have like different weird titles yeah like vomiting girl uh, red redhead from, from the, the gas station like, yeah oh no this is yeah, very this is bad. very bad um and so because at first when aj finds him he's like oh like another victim basically like here's this sick man stuck in this bed but then he finds the videos and he was like oh you're a piece of shit just like me um <laughs> simpanico <laughs> yeah and so um in you know with aj being there and uh some of the communication and moving things around frank manages to get a hold of a pistol and aj's like whoa buddy whoa but frank shoots himself Mm-hmm. Well, AJ's also saying, like, we're going to get the cavalry in here. We're going to get the cops. We're going to they're going to find out everything that's been going on in this house. Yeah. So uh, Frank's I'm, like, Frank's like, nah, nah that's, no I'm good. I'm good. Um, so now it's dark and uh, outside uh, mother bursts out the door. Um, you know, she's like, free, it's nighttime. But Tess is ready uh, in her vehicle and runs mother down with the car um, and gets her like kind of crushes her against the house, like runs the car into the house and crushes mother between the car and the house. Um, now, inside, uh, AJ is now armed with Frank's gun and he's continuing to look for a way out while Tess goes back down to the basement to try and rescue him. So, of course, AJ accidentally shoots her. Um, thinking that it's mother or somebody else. Um, but the the wound is not fatal, and they manage to leave the house on foot uh, while noticing as they pass the car that mother is no longer pinned there. Mm-hmm. She gone. She's gone. Who knows where she is? She got some Michael Myers in her for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, she's looking for her babies. Off they go. Tess has got her, you know, serious but not so serious abdominal gunshot wound. Um, and they find the unhomed man that had helped her. And I don't, I think, I don't know if they ever said his name in the movie. So I didn't know what else to call him. <laughs> I can't remember his name either. But um, I don't think they have one, yeah. He uh, tells AJ and Tess that Mother is just a woman. She's actually Frank's daughter, and she has lived there for 40 years. Um, he tells AJ and um, Tess that they're safe in his his spot, his little, like, you know, um, shack, tent. It was like a water tower thing. Well, he was down or on down the ground. There, on the bottom? Um, yeah, yeah, next like to it. Some- like scrap metal lead yeah. to type deal. Yeah, yeah, it was his his home that he had constructed for himself. Um, so he tells them that they'll be safe there. That you know, mother never had come in there, and in that moment, <laughs> mother bursts through the wall. I've been here fifteen years. Mother's never come in here. <laughs> Crash! The mother's there. She rips his arm off and beats him to death with it. <laughs> Tess and AJ run away again. Um, so this is like, you know, in these final, you know, like five, ten minutes, like it just keeps like, ramping up and ramping up. I was like, up. Zoinks, let's get out of here. <laughs> That's like, like the vibe I got. Yeah, for sure. It. Like you could see their feet Run! spinning underneath yes. them. Um, so mother chases them to the top of this water tower. Yeah. Um, AJ's running, running fast and Tess is shot. And she's like, wait for she's me. She's trying to catch up me. with him. And then, of course, he accidentally drops his gun off the top of the water Old tower. Oh, butterfingers. He yeah. dropped his knife earlier in the movie, too. Um, and so they're both at the top. Mother's almost there. And AJ figures the best solution is to throw Tess off the top, mm-hmm. um, thinking that the mother would, you know, go after her because she sees Tess as her baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so it works. Uh, it, he throws Tess off the top of the water tower. The creature dives down after her and somehow lands under Tess, breaking her fall. <laughs> um, and when AJ gets back down um, to the ground level, he finds that Tess is still alive, laying on top of Mother. Um, and he's babbling all of these excuses, like making, you know, like apologizing. Um, he's like, you slipped around. out of my hand. It was her and me. You're fine. It was an accident. Like, like, he, <gasps> like he literally told her before he did that, that he was like, she'll, she'll, that we don't, basically we both don't need to die. Uh-huh. It can just be you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but then, of course, the creature, I still says the creature in my notes, but Mother, um, sits up, Michael Myers style, as we said, and then grabs AJ, gouges out his eyes, <laughs> and then rips his head in half down the middle. <laughs> mm-hmm. As one does. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
So, and with those same hands. Yeah, and with those cradles. Yes, she turns. She's overcome with concern for Tess. She's checking on Tess. She's looking at her wound. She's really, you know, worried um, about Tess. And and Tess manages to get the pistol that had been dropped from the top of the water tower and shoots Mother in the head. Mm-hmm. And that's our our closure. And then. She kind of struts away. Yeah, she she walks yeah. dagger off with her gunshot, and she's like, "I am never coming back to Detroit." One star. <laughs> I'm giving this place one star rating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, did you think it was scary? Me? Yes. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, fun fact: I, you know how I uh, can guess movies. Did you guess but, this? Uh. I knew that Skarsgård was the red herring. Yeah, and yeah. I, I mean, knew that when the home, unhoused man was chasing after her, he was trying to warn her. Yeah. About something in the house. Mm-hmm. I was like, he's trying to re- like save her. And Victor was like, what? And I was like, he's he's like, whatever. Why am I even arguing with you? <laughs> of course. He's like, why am I even listening to you? You're just going to ruin the movie for <laughs> I know, me. I I'm like, I'm sorry. I'll shut up now. I thought it was great. I loved... I mean, I was... I. I wasn't scared, but I definitely felt anxious mm-hmm. watching the movie. Like, oh, God, tension, tension. Yeah. Um, yep. Watching her um, come into this crazy, you know, bombed out neighborhood. You know, there's no one around. You know, Scar Scar answers the door already. You're like, oh, gosh, he's, he's a nightmare. Am I the only one that was like, oh, look at the hot guy in the VRBO she's got? <laughs> <laughs> No, no. And his cute, his cute little, his cute little um, uh, duvet cover oh, folding yeah. technique. When you put yeah. it over, and his I, head. I was like, like, oh yeah, he's actually, he's he's not gonna be the bad guy. Well, so, I bet he okay. uses that move on all the what ladies. What a little scamp! What a little goofy little yeah. fellow! Oh, look yeah. at this adorable way that I put the cover on the blanket. <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah. murder. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> no, I, I mean, and then that happened. She found the murder room mm-hmm. down there. I thought it was amazing. I loved how it was like super dark, then really bright, then super dark, mm-hmm. then really bright, just like show how the movie was could be divided or like to go back in time mm-hmm. to provide more context for Frank, who's also played by the Night King, by the way, from Game of Thrones. No way. Yes, and you're like, already you're creeped out by him, and then he's the Night King, so you're like, oh no, he's bad news. We all know he's bad news. Yeah. And then We're not worried on, about a Skarsgård uh, when the Night King is rolling up on this place. No, and then he had put on his Carlos thing. The the woman who was stalking, you saw her dress like in the basement later, like in the lair. Like really? he goes down uh, there. Like, yeah. And you're yeah. like, oh shit. Like, you know. And all those dog cages. Oh, that was awful. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I know. So I loved all of the elements it included. Like it had like saw, like Luke mentioned it remind that's the the uh, torture room made me think of saw. It made me think of Don't Breathe. It made me think of just like all these different movies, elements that I Deeper loved. Creepers basement too. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I just I thought it was Really well done. It's rare for a movie to like get me this excited, mm-hmm. right? Like you have to be a Peel Jordan Peele's level movie, yeah, or like Hereditary. Where I'm like, well, oh that, my that gosh. was the vibe that I got. Like you were also saying the the big switches from like the light to dark and the setting. Mm-hmm. You know that I I really associated with um, Get Out. Yes, that like yeah. dramatic yeah. cut from you know one lighting and tone of a scene to mm-hmm. another one that was really different. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I loved it. I would. I've. I have been yelling at everyone to watch it. So I mean, I would. Recommend <laughs> Strangers it to on everyone. the street. I'm like, which primary? Do you like scary movies? No, you'll be fine. Watch it anyway. <laughs> it's fine. Do you like Justin Long? No, watch it anyway. He's fine. Yeah, <laughs> especially watch it. Do you like Bill Skarsgård? Yes. <laughs> yes. Watch Here. it. Watch it. <laughs> when they get see his head get smashed. <laughs> um, so Luke, did you think it was scary? Oh my God! I think so. I saw it in the theater. Um, not a full theater, unfortunately, because I think there would have been a lot more gasping and stuff, and oh, which would have been fun. But definitely, um, yeah, this would have yeah. been a good, a good theater the, experience. But yes. there was there was a couple oh shits, which was which was great. Oh, that was, that was, uh, but anyway, I was like, I, I was doing the like half covering my ears thing, especially especially during the um her initial like basement ish like deal where she was going deeper and deeper in the basement. And um, I just, yeah, I was so tense. And, and I, he's like screaming I'm, too. He's like, help, help. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but then pretty much after they snatched his head, I was just having fun. You know, it was like, it, it, it really is two different genres. There's like 
kind of like a, a PG-13 thriller up till that point, almost. Yeah. It's like a scream. Um, scream. Part yeah. One. Yeah, part really, one. like if you cover when your a eyes calls, a couple yeah. moments, yeah. then there's really Definitely. nothing graphic. Yeah. It's just yeah. those couple of moments you gotta not see. The, yes. the rest and is like a then, creature feature, silly, yeah. like, well, the rest but the super movie. fun. Mm-hmm. It's um, relying on your, like I said, your powers of deduction. Like, it's not, it, it doesn't get super explicit in describing, like, everything about Frank's backstory. Mm-hmm. Most it's of that, implied. yeah, it, it's implied and it's mm-hmm. relying on you to fill in the blanks. And, you know, so that's what <sighs> Meredith loves is Which when it's I left to do. your imagination that it goes as dark as it possibly can because you don't even have to fill them in clearly yes just vague ideas of something that is just unimaginable and horrible yeah well that's why i call those movies like torture porn like Mm -hmm. i don't like those movies and i this is has a lot of the same elements but doesn't quite show you all the yucky gross stuff so except the eyeball gouging well you know who doesn't need that a little bit sometimes i just wonder if that's (laughs) what it really looks like it was like white jelly, wasn't it? I'll turn it your eyes jelly. I felt like it It was like not white jelly. It was like gravy colored. Mm. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, gravy is probably a better description. When he emails like, Savini, know, like Savini. Yeah. Well, like how, how many people in the world actually know? Savini. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, because you'd be like, oh, it looks so realistic. But how the fuck do I know what it actually looks like? Nope. Maybe that's not at all what it looks like if you really jam your thumbs into somebody's eyeball until it explodes and the contents falls down their face. <laughs> I'm fine. Are, how many people are like six, seven uh, inbred, like super strong people, though, that could like, like in, who could even in perform my family this or head squish? Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it definitely had Hills Have Eyes, which you mentioned. Those yeah. kind of. Uh, implications where mm-hmm. you're like, oh my gosh, these are like radiation crazy, but they're like not radiation, but they're like definitely other kind of creatures that are um, not part of society who are, you know, terrorizing people. And but then you kind of feel bad for mother too. I don't know. Yeah, and it's not like she's so terrifying to look at. You know, like mm-hmm. like it, she's shocking. She's shocking to see at first, but it's not like I'm trying to think of an example. Like Bridget um, Nielsen. <laughs> I was just thinking of the tallest woman I could think of. Like, I mean, she's 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 obviously like, there's a lot of freaky things about her. But like, once she's on camera, it's not so much like the shock of seeing her. Yeah. Uh, it's it's like this, like just the freakish chase that that's that's scary rather than so I, but I feel like that lets her be like human, and then at the end, you kind of have the the little sad moment where. Yeah, um, it, it Tess has to shoot her. Yeah, yeah. it, it feels yeah. like like an act of mercy almost. Tess yes. killing. Her. Yes, like yeah. she's she's yeah. not she's doing it because she has to, but she doesn't. I think Tess at that point like understands or knows enough mm-hmm. that she wishes she didn't have to. Yeah, but it's it needs to be done. She's a very sympathetic. Yeah, but like Tess doesn't way, have a, a lot of bit. the information that AJ ends up with about mm-hmm. Mother's backstory. And so all she knows is like whatever bond they've formed in the two weeks the two she's weeks been in the hole. <laughs> so maybe, yeah. maybe she maybe she found out more information during that time than we realize. Yeah. Um I don't know. But uh, again, it's just something that's left left to left our unknown. imagination. Katie, did you think it was scary? Um, I thought it was pretty scary. Yeah, like, you know, you, you describe it as, like, you feel tense. Um, for me, I mean, that's that's kind of how I describe, like, if if I'm feeling scared is, like, you know, the times in a movie theater where I, like, cover my eyes is because I, I'm thinking something's going to happen. I think something's going to jump out. I think something's going to attack. And so I don't want to look because I don't want to be startled. And so all of those really tense, um, drawn-out scenes of their, like, basically all of the venturing into the basement um that i thought was like you know it it's it was pretty scary for me and then mm-hmm. the the longer it went on it just kind of got exciting cuz again it really did pick up the pace very rapidly like in the last like maybe third of the movie mm-hmm. um of mm-hmm. the the action and everything that was going on um but i feel like you know i think that she mother was actually very frightening to look at i think that that's you know for somebody that you get scared by the images that get stuck in their brain. Like her appearance, you know, I thought was pretty scary. Yeah, and her superhuman strength. 
Yeah. And she like, was played by a man. Um, true. And right, because yeah. they did want her to be extremely tall. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I, I didn't look up how tall the actor who played her actually was, but she was, I mean, she was well over, like, maybe like six and a half feet or something mm-hmm. like that. And then they may have, uh, might have heightened her. Yeah. I feel like there's, yeah, there's moments where she's like, Oh, she's six, six, she's seven like or something. And then, there, and then, and then there's like when she picks, picks the homeless man up and rips his arm off. I'm like, that, that person's like 10 feet tall. <laughs> right. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's some, there's some, uh, changing in the like CGI or whatever yeah. between the scenes, but it was effective anyway. Yeah. yeah. She had like elements of that other actor who always plays monsters and yes. he's amazing and, the same kind of body type, tall, slim. Yeah, um, well, it was like the um, the Pan's Labyrinth creature. Like yeah. it had a little bit of that. This yeah, is that, like, his, that guy's girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> they're brothers. Not made that up. They're, they're uh, brothers. <laughs> Be cool if they were. Yeah, but no, I did think it was scary. And you know, we don't always remember anymore to do the um, the parent advisory corner. Um, in our episodes, but with this one, you know, like we've said, the the um, really upsetting uh, kind of problematic content is most largely implied, like everything about Justin Long's behavior, his Me Too stuff, yeah, yeah. and like Frank's victimization of the women. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that stuff might kind of go over the head of like an you know early teen. Um, viewer yeah um and so in in that way i don't think that it's it's inappropriate the the few gory moments when keith dies when aj dies um it's it's pretty graphic visually the arm ripping the arm yeah when basically anytime (laughs) anyone dies head smashing is is is, they don't cut away from head smashing it smashes about six seven times into the wall yeah Yeah. Yeah. but at the same time that's that's like in the in the new halloween like in um is it the, I think it's the first one, the first uh, Danny McBride Halloween where he stomps on the um, policeman's head mm-hmm. and it's not a cutaway. It's just like his boot going through the skull and splashing like the whole contents of the skull, like all over the pavement. Yeah. And so it's like, it's that level where, you know, a lot of people are really desensitized to that kind of stuff um, nowadays. Including but, yours truly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you were a parent and you, you know, wanted to show something scary to your kid, like that's, it's very easy to cover their eyes for that part. Yeah. If you thought that that was too much or you didn't want to put that image in their head. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would be pretty scary. Like this, this, yeah. like we say a lot of the times, like this wouldn't be for a newbie. Like if right. you've got, you know, an, a, a 12 or 13 year old, like my daughter, who's seen a hundred scary movies, like, okay, this, this would probably be okay. If you've got a 12 or 13 year old who's never seen a scary movie, don't start with this one. No, probably not. <laughs> no, it, it's kind of a good bridge gapper, you know, cause it's like the, the, um, the gore is a little like it's there and it's awful, but it's a little over the top in a way that's not so. Yeah. It's not like it's not like Michael Myers stomping on the policeman's yeah. head. It doesn't yeah. feel quite as like gritty as that. It's is, not is like that, the Texas Did you guys get that vibe? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just thought. No, I agree. I like, also it, have three year old. Silly. I wouldn't show it to him. <laughs> good Probably call. not. Good call. Probably, you don't want to do that. <laughs> but no, that's a good point because when I like when I saw those moments in this movie and like the move the moment in Halloween where it's like. It's it's I don't know if you'd call it exaggerated, but it's so over the top that it's kind of yeah. shocking, but it's not upsetting. Whereas like other um, movies that have like what comes to mind for me is like the the Jessica Biel Texas Chainsaw and everything. When mm-hmm. you see the the violence being done to the people in that movie, like it makes it hurts me like it makes me sad or upset yeah. or pained for what they're experiencing yeah when and, you, they're put on a, or why on the why am i watching this feeling yeah yeah i can spark up yeah and this so, is that you don't you, you you know why you're watching uh barbarians because of fucking rules but because <laughs> <laughs> i'm there for bill um but no it's it's funny how they can both be graphic and you know fairly realistic looking but evoke a very different reaction True. In the viewer. Yeah. I also think that um, 
There's a lot of things that we notice as older women. Like I'm, you're 40. I'm about to turn 40. Like you just that maybe me? you just tell everybody. My- we just celebrated your <laughs> yeah. 40 I did. I did talk for, for watching like the thing a watched. few months about watching 82 <laughs> know, movies. Right. So okay. yeah, 1982. So, but like there are things that, and I think I don't know, Luke, if you had watched this interview as well from the um, from the writer director about. Um, reading a book about all these different red flags that men do that women have to notice for mm-hmm. for to recognize like a dangerous situation. And no, I didn't hear about this. So Krager, I think that's his name, Krager. So he yeah, Zach Krager. Yeah, he was writing the movie and he had he was just like writing it like what would he find interesting? So he was writing the character Keith and he just wanted red flag after red flag after red flag. Like this guy could be dangerous and then. He had it where, okay, they go down, and then he does something horrible to her. No, then he changed it. And he's like, I'm predicting this, and I'm writing this movie. Like, he didn't want it predictable. Mm -hmm. So he made all these red flags. He wrote them all into the movie on purpose to make us all on edge Mm -hmm. with this character, Keith. Like, what's, you know, he's, like, complimenting her name. Like, what a pretty name. Mm -hmm. Like, these are all things that women notice um, especially after we've been around men and dealing with the public and being out in the world. Yeah. And you know, that's unsettling. As well, a woman. yeah, it was like yeah. When, when they're um, having the wine, like he, she's, I don't know if she was, she was showering and she came out from the shower and he is telling her that he yeah. didn't open the bottle when she was gone because he didn't, thought that she might not want to drink it if it was already open when she came out. Yeah. And so him like expressing that awareness because mm-hmm. it, it's almost like, oh, he's he's super understanding and compassionate about how uncomfortable she must be in this situation. He's trying to make her comfortable, but it's almost too much. Yeah. Where you don't trust him. Yeah. True. And then well, and in the end, yeah. we don't know if he, I mean, he, maybe he was another sociopath and just didn't actually get an opportunity to attack her. He got killed <laughs> yeah. first. Or maybe, yeah. What were his night terrors all I don't about? Know, maybe, right? No explanation. Maybe he's for been that. staying there with the mother That's for a long time and they're just in cahoots. And she you just know? decided, smash, like, I found my new baby. You're rebelling. And I don't like you. He's in the teenage phase and she was over it. Yeah. She's like, I always wanted a daughter. Get the hell out of here. Get out of here. Go, go use your pretty face to find me a girl. Oh, gosh. Well, I, I was just going. Where was I going with that? Oh, that um, maybe my daughter or your or Grace or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like my we they would not really maybe notice that or like pick up on these really, really subtle things that are happening in the movie. That so what you're saying is this flags. could be educational for them. Maybe we could be like, honey, you know? if anyone ever acts like this, get red in your car flag. and leave. Red flag. Red, that's flag. A red flag. Red flag. That's a red flag. That's a red flag. Well, that's what I think like early when um, my favorite murder started doing their uh, their live shows and like. Uh, the fans would come with little tiny red flags. Red flags. <laughs> yeah. They're like, fuck what it is. Little yeah. red flags. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty interesting um, how the writer came up with that. And um, yeah, we're supposed to be nervous, obviously. It's a yeah. horror movie, but we're supposed to be, you know, uncomfortable mm-hmm. and not sure about, and, and Tess is pretty vigilant. Um, with the exception of exploring and investigating everything all the time, but yeah, well, yeah, she's. It's like her flaw is her compassion because both the time she gets in trouble is because she, when she goes down after Keith, when she goes back in for AJ, like mm-hmm. those are the two times that she gets in trouble because she won't just leave and save herself. Right. She's a very selfless person. Yeah. Um, Which, you know, people associate with femininity, you know, the like caring, the, you know, the mothering almost attitude of needing to care for others. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, there was a lot of um, underlying commentary in in this. And I think that that's happening more and more with scary movies that they realize that like there's elements of society that are are make us uncomfortable already and if you lace those into the story with all of these other kind of standard scary movie elements like a freaky basement and a creature a torture room (laughs) a creature with a freaky face but then you also weave in like me too yeah (laughs) you're like ew that's terrible uh, but not in a it's definitely not in like beat you over the head kind of like way it's so natural the Mm. way he it has it in the story. Yeah, cool, because yeah. it, just, it just makes the story. It builds the yeah. story. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't uh, feel which cringy I, either. Right, mm-hmm. Which I feel like is important, especially since it's like a dude. It's, you know, like, it's one thing to be, to preach about it when you're, you've had the experience. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like you can get away with a lot more like forthright, but I feel like 
him being more subtle about it and not saying, oh, I, I know everything about, yeah. about a woman's experience in this. But yeah, anyway, it was, it was well done. The original working title for this was Mansplaining. And then he decided to <laughs> oh, change <really>? it to <laughs> He yeah. did say, he did say he just thought Barbarian was a good title. Yeah, it doesn't really make yeah. sense. Like you never no, get to a yeah. point where you're like, oh, that's why it's called Barbarian. It, no, it's on bar. The house is on Barbary Street, but I, oh. I don't know. It's right. what, what was that really mean? Yeah. You know, I mean, I did like the end where AJ is a scumbag. He had a chance to redeem himself and he, he even has a speech. Didn't. Yeah. And he got his head ripped in half for it. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, he, yeah. He I mean, says, maybe am I a good person who did a bad thing or am I a bad person? And he's worried about that. You think maybe he's going to, you know, sacrifice himself Maybe and, at the very end here. Yeah. And he, very much does not do that. <laughs> he does that Californian douche way mm-hmm. and uh, throws her off of the water tower. When we yeah. even, like, er- earlier on, before he goes to Detroit, we hear that phone conversation that he had with his mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it's, it's an like, asshole to his mom. Yeah, yeah. And, but she's still like, oh, honey, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, oh, hate you. Everything about him is bro and gross, and yeah. I don't like him. But then you, yeah. I like him. Yeah, he I like does Justin it so Long, well. So like, ah, you know, I'm, I'm so conflicted. <laughs> well, but I mean, and that's why, like, men who are real men that are like that are able to do what they do and often get away with the things that they do is because there is some sort of likability factor like in there. Charming. Um, and maybe, like, maybe he did have some talent in whatever film skill that he, you know, whatever his role was in that job, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you have just enough of those things, then you, this sleazeball stuff just kind of, you manage to pull it off without ever, without it ever coming back. And then, you know, this story is like, well, maybe, maybe things have changed enough now where it's it, you're not just going to skate. Yeah, and the mother will get you. The mother will get you. Turn your eyes, turn your eyes into a jelly. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> well, I think that was a pretty good conversation. Was there anything you wanted to add, Luke? I think you said you mentioned something about the director or um, like yeah, well, or something like that. It's funny you mentioned how he was writing um, based on the red flags. I heard just that he had writ, wrote, written that whole scene and he didn't know where it should go. And then he just said, and then a naked woman smashes his head into a wall. So then he just had that idea and he's just like, okay, but he built it out, like, all out from there, yeah. which I thought was interesting. And it, and it's, it works, you know. Um, the other thing he mentioned, uh, he was trying to get it made for years and years. Um, obviously, just like the Rocky. script is a, is a tough, <laughs> tough sell uh, yeah. Yeah. with all the um naked uh inbred lady in the basement deal mm-hmm. um but so he was ready to ready to shoot the next day and um that night his original financier died so the the shooting the shoot was off and then they um he had to fight for it all over again and it took i think two or three more years after that has he made any other um, movies this is his. Well, he did. He directed with. Um, he was so he's a member of um, like this comedy, comedy troupe. Comedy troupe called the Whitest Kids. You know, they had a TV show, um, and they were on big on YouTube and stuff. Um, uh, very mid aughts kind of hmm. YouTube comedy, you can imagine. Um, <laughs> I'd rather not. <laughs> and then they. Yeah. So he made he made with one of his buddies in that troupe um, a really bad comedy movie that he really regretted making that he didn't have much control over. Mm. Um, it was just like you know they got a script from from a studio and he and his friend directed it t- together and he said uh, he thought that that would put him in director jail but uh, <laughs> he got he got another crack at it so that's cool. Um, the other thing oh, I was reading it. Um, the actress who plays Tess, Georgina something, oh, I can't remember. Yeah, I anyway, mm-hmm. they were all shouting at her during the bottle feeding scene. Like, no, you gotta, you gotta slurp it and like, and like let it run down your chin and stuff. And then like, eventually a hair gets on the bottle during one of the takes. They're like, oh no, add more hair, add more hair. <laughs> so gross. And I was like, oh, I feel so bad for her. Oh my um, God. She's like, this so is your big break. This is your big break. Oh, did that remind me? Did you hear about how they cut a big scene from like that kind of about that moment? Kind no. of? No, around I didn't that see that. Time? Like, um, so Justin Long wouldn't, or AJ wouldn't drink from the bottle. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. in, they recorded it. So, like, I want to know if, or, like, they filmed it. So, like, I want to know if it's in the director's cut, if this ever comes out. But 
the mother grabs a rat, chews it up, and baby birds it into AJ's. Oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> hell yeah! And AJ, and then, that would be. It was like prosciutto, and then uh, Justin Long was like, Ugh, like let the <laughs> go into his mouth. I was like, no, that's so gross. <laughs> I want to see it. <laughs> they were like, no, let's keep it with the boob stuff. The yeah, nipples so they are did, way yeah. more upsetting. Part, and then they just did the nursing breastfeeding part because yeah. they thought it exposed. Yeah. It, it like made us see too much of the mother and they wanted her to be a little bit more mysterious still at that okay. point yeah they yeah. didn't want to show her like face and head that for that long a period at that right. point yeah yeah so yeah they, they do just kind said of messed up with the flow slowly let that rope out you yeah. know with the amount yeah here at a time right so i thought and, that was and just funny. a little too ridiculous for that <laughs> yeah. point of the movie it's still tense like maybe you could have done that scene after she rips the dude's head or arm off and beats him to death of it because at that point it's obviously like Ridiculous. Half funny, yeah. Half, yeah. Just a little bit of evil dead. Yeah. Evil dead sure. to me or, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. It had a lot of a lot of schlock, which I appreciate because there's not much of that anymore. Like yeah. even even in Jordan like it shares some stuff with Jordan Peele movies, like tone wise, but it was definitely more like old school schlocky kind of mm-hmm. feeling by the end, which yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know. Well, and I feel like this is like like Jordan Peele's is like Hereditary, where you see a movie like this and you just can't wait to see what this director does next. And well, I feel yeah. like I mean that puts a lot of pressure on them. Midsummer, but yeah, that's uh. a, that's a lot of pressure for them to do something this. Um, memorable i would yeah, say you yeah. know that right. makes such a statement that is such a you know like uh, a a real style and then like how what do you follow that with mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. something yeah. the same do you go in a completely different direction you know if you go in a completely direction are people are gonna be pissed you know it's it's kind of wild yeah. to imagine what what it's like to be in that position as the filmmaker yeah yeah well, I guess we'll see. And like I a lot of like comedians who are writing haunted, like scary movies, yeah. which I'm a fan, like Hell Danny yeah. McBride, Joe and Jordan Peele, and then this dude. I'm mm-hmm. like, yes, let me see. unleash the terror on me with perfectly timed comedic mm-hmm. tension breakers. I'm all for mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So, well, thanks for joining us. I think that was a great conversation. Um, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. Even though we've totally spoiled the movie, watch it anyway if you haven't seen it. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I would have to think. Yeah, it's fun the second time around too. Yeah, yeah. There's the lot of things I watched it again because um, uh, I wanted to know. Like I was like, what did I not catch the first the, time? You didn't catch. Did you catch the dress the first time? No. Okay. I caught it the second that makes me time. feel better. Like I saw it again. I was like, oh, that's her dress. Oh my gosh. She <laughs> oh, didn't make it up. Carlos got her. <laughs> Ew, no. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Luke, from calling in Thank from you. the middle place. All right. I hope everyone feels better. It, it's fine here. Okay. Well, whatever. Bye. Bye. <laughs>